everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Hypochondriac's Almanac, and we are really excited to be doing this episode tonight. It is somewhat Easter-related. Um, we're going to talk about chocolate today and the health benefits in honor of the Easter holiday. In case you didn't know, I am Sarah, and this is Katrina. Say hello, Katrina. Hi. In case you're wondering, this is a podcast for all of you out there that secretly think you have a new disease every time you have a sniffle, twinge, or headache. It is not a tumor. We understand, we identify, and we have definitely scoped out WebMD more than a few hundred times. We are here to talk weird diseases, strange illnesses, crazy symptoms, rare disorders, health benefits, anything in the news. Like I mentioned earlier, we are kind of doing this chocolate episode on the benefits of chocolate and some of the interesting facts about chocolate in honor of the Easter holiday. Before we get started... Let's talk about a few little disclaimers that we go over each and every time. First and foremost, we are not doctors or nurses or medical professionals. Please, please, please do not take what we say in any way as medical advice. We're not trying to treat you, diagnose you, or fix any of your medical conditions. Go see a damn doctor. Do not take what we say as a diagnostic tool. We want to talk about all the fun and weird parts of the medical world in the past, present, and future. Got it? Let's jump right now. Um, Katrina is going to start us out. I know that Easter is an interesting holiday. Um, It involves a shit ton of candy and usually some sort of an Easter meal. Um, But the history in our family is we typically would celebrate with a basket filled with Easter candy and a delicious Easter meal. That basket usually involved one or more items that were chocolate related. So, Katrina, what do you have for us today? Ten strange facts about chocolate. Tell it. Tell it like it is. Number one, death by chocolate actually occurred in Mexico. It's a thing, folks. So if you didn't think it could happen, you are wrong. What happened? (laughs) Whenever people hear the phrase death by chocolate, they probably assume it's a joke or really embarrassing play that they were in junior high or high school. Thankfully, they usually are, they're usually right. But on one occasion in Mexico in the 17th century, chocolate was the culprit that did a man in. To be fair, it wasn't the chocolate itself, but the poison injected into the chocolate, which killed a Spanish bishop brazen enough to ban the consumption of chocolate during church services. So basically, he banned that shit and they were like, oh, that's, it's on. And they poisoned his ass. So don't ban chocolate. That's what he, it says. He banned chocolate from church and then he ate it. No, he banned chocolate and the churchgoers, the parishioners were like, fuck that. And they poisoned him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They gave him chocolate and poisoned him with it. So don't be a dick. Don't ban chocolate. This is basically <laughs> what that says. <laughs> exactly. Number two, chocolate makes us happy with science. There are a lot of naturally occurring chemicals in chocolate that are either good for us or affect our mood. There's a chemical that induces feelings associated with love, which we'll go to get into later, as well as tryptophan, which makes us very happy. Tryptophan, which is also found in Turkey, involves the levels of, of endorphins in the human brain, increases the production of serotonin, which leads to elevated states of euphoria. Dun, dun, dun. Number four, the Aztecs and Mayans use cocoa beans as currency. Sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd use 
Well, no, I wouldn't want to use my chocolate as currency because I wouldn't want to give it to anybody. I'd want to keep it all for myself. Um, ancients believed chocolate was the food of the gods. Aztec and Mayan kings drank cups of warm chocolate on a regular basis. And the magical cacao bean, so valued in pre-Columbian America, was used as a form of currency. You probably think chocolate is full of sugar or artificial sweetener, and it isn't good for our teeth. Well, it is, but it doesn't have to be. Pure cocoa can actually help prevent tooth decay. Certain natural occurring chemicals in cocoa beans fight harmful bacteria in the mouth. Chocolate's ability to deal with the microscopic crawlies living on the surface of your teeth is so effective that it might be added to toothpaste and mouthwashes one day, minus the sugar, of course. Sweet. I don't know if you've ever eaten, like, unsweetened chocolate with, like, literally no sugar in it. It's disgusting. Only the one time when I had, like, the worst sugar craving in the entire world, and I went down to the kitchen, and mom had some, like, unsweetened baker's chocolate. And I was like, oh, oh look, a candy no. bar. And I like took a huge ass <laughs> bite out of it and was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I think we've all done that. And it and you're shocked by the bitter nastiness of it all. Just how disgusting it tastes. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Number six, Americans consume almost half the world's chocolate. I'm not surprised by that. If you think Americans eat too much chocolate, you're right. As it turns out that... We consume about half of all the world's chocolate, although we're not first on per capita basis, which weighs in at more than 3 billion pounds. Don't worry, Europeans still come in at about 40% of the planet's chocolate consumption. Okay. Number seven, chocolate is literally chemical love. Uh, releases certain pleasure endorphins in the brain, which makes people feel good all over, similar to how they feel when they're madly in love. While chocolate might not be a perfect love substitute, substitute it's one of the best alternatives you'll find produced in mass quantity. Okay, then. So if you're single and you don't have a guy and you want to have some good love this Easter season, just have some freaking chocolate. Just as good. And you don't have to deal with an annoying dude trying to whip you. no spankings for you so for those of you who don't listen to our other podcast the bizarre and fascinating details podcast we talked about easter traditions on that podcast and there is a tradition in czechoslovakia or the czech republic where the men whip the women as part of their tradition and it does not sound like fun in any case continue (laughs) Number eight is chocolate makers adore nuts. Chocolate producers worldwide annually annually use these nuts. Around 20% of the world's peanut crops and about 40% of all the almonds grown. Given this information, there probably isn't a dairy or peanut farm out there that isn't rooting for the continued success of chocolate. Uh, Yes. Word. Number nine, German chocolate isn't actually German. Oh, big surprise there. German cake wasn't either. Remember that? Right? Fuck those Germans and their fakery. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they? How dare they? I'm going to write them a sternly worded letter. (laughs) (laughs) If you have some German heritage and thought you were honoring your ancestors, 
an- I cannot talk ancestors by digging into a piece of sweet German chocolate cake, you couldn't be more wrong. While this tasty treat does have the name German in the title, it has absolutely nothing to do with the country itself. In the mid-19th century, a man named Sam German came up with a recipe for dark baking chocolate bars that could be used when ba- making cake. Sam, who worked for the Baker Cho- Baker Chocolate Company, did such a good job that he got a cake named after him. Oh, that was good job, Sam. Way to fuck the rest of us up with our misconceptions. <laughs> Bravo, Sam. Good job. Number nine, chocolate inspired the invention of microwaves. I did not know this one. Wow. Percy Spence, a scientist working on World War II radar and weapons projects, happened to be a big fan of chocolate. After spending some time near a formidable device called a magnetron, he noticed the chocolate bar he'd been keeping in his pocket had turned to mush. He quickly put two and two together and realized magnetrons might be able to heat up food at incredibly fast rates, and voila, the microwave oven was born. Voila. Okay. Um, Number 10, sugar-free chocolate is basically X-lax. Ew. Gross. You might – I think I – read something about this before um you might think maybe you can cheat the system by buying a bunch of sugar-free chocolate and eating that to save calories that is that is a terrible mistake why because gorging on sugar-free chocolate is essentially a one-way ticket to the bathroom city and the people who make it know it at one factory that makes reduced sugar and sugar-free chocolates there are buckets on the floor filled with defective chocolates each bucket Sign warning employees of the ramifications losing control will have on your bowels. Seriously, do not eat too much sugar-free chocolate. Don't eat it at all. What the fuck? I, I think it's I want funny all the sugar, not- all the bad shit. Do not. Who the fuck eats sugar-free chocolate? <laughs> I have I, diabetics because they really want to eat the sh- something sweet. But um, can't have the sugar. So um, if you're constipated, eat some sugar-free chocolate. You're geez, good to go. For fucking real. Um, <laughs> the history of chocolate. Let's talk about it a little bit before we get into the benefits of chocolate. Because that's part of the reason why we're talking about it on the show today. Because it is considered somewhat helpful in many respects. However, um, let's talk about who invented it. Uh, The history of chocolate starts out in Latin America, where the cacao trees grow wild. The first people to use chocolate were probably the Olmec, what is now considered um, southeastern Mexico. They lived in the area around 1000 BC, and their word cacao gave us the word cacao. Unfortunately, that is pretty much all we know with respect to the origins. We do not know if the Olmec actually used the chocolate, but the origins come from there. We do know that the Mayans who um, inhabited general areas, the same general areas a thousand years later did use chocolate a lot and they did not just use it internally. Chocolate history begins there. The cacao beans were used as currency. I know you talked about that in your article. Um, 10 beans would buy you a rabbit or a prostitute. (laughs) <laughs> a ten or, or a prostitute. Ten cacao Just beans. A rabbit, or a, prostitute. a rabbit or a prostitute. One hundred beans could buy you a slave. 
Um, however, some clever folks came up with a way to counterfeit the beans by carving them out of clay. That's clever. Um, Mm. the beans are still used as currency in some parts of Latin America and they were still used until, oh, excuse me. The beans were still used as currency in parts of Latin America until the 19th century. So they used them for a really long time. Um, the Mayans also used chocolate in religious rituals. Sometimes it took the place of blood. Chocolate was used in marriage ceremonies, and it was exchanged there by the bride and groom. Uh, I think we need to revive this tradition, right? Uh, they also used it in baptisms, and they had a cacao god. But the Mayans prepared chocolate strictly for drinking. Chocolate history doesn't include solid chocolate until the 1850s. Except for that, the way the Mayans prepared chocolate wasn't too much different from the way it's prepared today. The beans were harvested, fermented, and dried, almost like coffee beans. Um, the beans were then roasted and the shells removed and the rest was ground into paste. The paste was mixed with hot water, spices um, like chili, vanilla, annatto, allspice, honey, and flowers. That sounds mm. pretty freaking delicious. The mixture was frothed by pouring it back and forth between two containers. The Mayans thought the froth was one of the best parts. Uh, Yes, I I would have to agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, They also mixed the chocolate with corn and water to make a sort of gruel. So it was like a thicker kind of um, pasty sort of thing. So these Mayan folks, which like props to the Mayans for figuring this shit out, but they drank the, the chocolate drink. As described above, um, that we just previously talked about, as sort of um, their daily brew. But working folks probably enjoyed the chocolate every now and again, but not too often because it obviously was a little bit more expensive and used as currency. So the people that didn't have a lot of money couldn't enjoy it regularly. But the rich people enjoyed drinking their chocolate from elaborately painted chocolate vessels. Emperors were buried with jars of chocolate at their side. They wanted to make chocolate history. I want to be buried with chocolate. Put that on my... Right? Put that on my tombstone. It is no surprise that when the Aztecs conquered the Mayans, they kept the chocolate tradition alive. Uh, Duh. Hello. They would have to be stupid not to. But from 1200 to about 1500, the Aztecs dominated the region and continued using cacao as currency because cacao could not grow in the capital city of Tenochtitlan, where Mexico City is today. It had to be imported through trading and taxes. The Aztecs also drank their chocolate much like the Mayans did, and they sometimes liked it cold. They Um, liked their chocolate cold? Yeah, yeah. So they would wait for it to cool off and then drink it as sort of a, uh, they wouldn't have an iced beverage, obviously, but they would just drink it at room temp. Yeah, I've done that before. So chocolate history legends are that the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl brought cacao to earth and was cast out of paradise for giving it to man. Only the gods were fit to drink chocolate. So there's some serious history there. Um, in 1502, <laughs> they're like you bitches aren't good enough to right? drink this chocolate. It's only for the gods. In 1502, Columbus and his son Ferdinand were in the area during doing all that conquering and bullshit. Um, they came across <laughs> a dugout canoe with supplies. They promptly captured it and ordered the natives to carry the loot on board of their ship. In the process, somebody spilled some cacao, and the natives ran for the beans as if an eye had fallen from their heads. Reco- <laughs> recalled Ferdinand in his recollection of the event columbus could have been known as the first white guy to discover chocolate 
but he blew his chance to make chocolate history by forgetting all about the incident. In 1519, Cortez and his cronies, you know, Cortez and those dudes, arrived at the Aztec capital where cacao trading was in full force. And Montezuma, the Aztec ruler, was rumored to have had a billion beans in storage. Those fuckers with Cortez tried the chocolate and hated it. Because they were what? shitty. Because um, they were dumb. Pretty much. Sweetener to it. Cortez can go fuck himself because he hated chocolate. Um, <laughs> and one writer eloquently called it more a drink for pigs than a drink for humanity. Can you believe that shit? But in all fairness, without sugar, cacao was pretty bitter. So these um, Aztecs and the the folks in South America were not drinking it with sugar. So it was probably a pretty bitter drink almost like a coffee type of a thing so during that time period when cortez was there they were still using that cacao's currency but at that time a rabbit was 30 beans so it had gone up a little bit for inflation um but chocolate history was soon to change because cortez kept right on conquering other people conveniently the spanish had taken over lots of the caribbean islands and on those islands they had sugar Next thing you know, somebody put the sugar in the chocolate, and the rest is history. Um, but could you imagine what the world would be like if, like, they didn't figure that out, right? Or no if chocolate? Cortez or Columbus never went to South America, I, we'd never have chocolate, unless the South Americans sailed out and brought it out. I mean, they probably would have brought it out themselves. I don't think that the the white conquering of Latin America was necessarily the only way that chocolate would have made it out of there. Yeah, it would have happened. But for a while, the Spaniards kept chocolate a secret and to themselves. They first made it in Spain, and it was considered a health food and a medicine when they brought it over. Doctors prescribed it for curing fevers, cooling the body, aiding in digestion, and alleviating pain. Can you believe that? Church also approved it as a nutritional supplement to take while fasting. Huh. Right? So, like, here, have a bite of chocolate when you're fasting and it doesn't break the fat. Um, but they did figure out the chocolate was way too good to be reserved for medicine only. And it was the first caffeine to reach Europe. So it beat out coffee and tea by a few years. So that, that shit was <laughs> caffeinated. It doesn't have a lot yeah. of caffeine, but if you've never had the stuff, a little tiny bit, the amount that you have in the chocolate can make a big difference. Yeah, it's not a ton, but like, uh, have you ever had like the the dark chocolate gives me a buzz like I would get from caffeine? Yeah, it does for me too. Like it's like legit. It's it's no joke. And like a bar of dark chocolate is not about the same as a de- cup of decaffeinated coffee. It can have quite a bit of caffeine in it now if it's a rich yeah. dark bar of chocolate. Um, I can only small amounts. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. Um, chocolate soon made its way to the rest of Europe. Um, the rich people in Europe were like, oh, hell yeah, get us this shit. <laughs> um, so the French courts started drinking that chocolate, that hot chocolate. Um, so in London, you can also, you could go to a chocolate house and have a drink, play cards, wonder, talk politics, and then have yourself some hot chocolate. I wonder if the hot chocolate was um, sweetened yet at that point. It sounds like it was. Um, they also added cinnamon and milk. In that bad boy. So it's like real super rich and delicious. Have you ever had cinnamon in your hot chocolate? It's good. It's like Mexican hot chocolate. 
As chocolate spread through Europe, the demand took off to keep up with this. Plantations sprung up and thousands of people were enslaved to produce cacao. So some not so good side effects of growing chocolate on a mass scale were that it sort of lent further support to the slavery industry. Um, So the French started their own plantations out in Central America and planting it in their own territories in Sri Lanka, Venezuela, Java, Sumatra, and the West Indies, as well as Africa. Up until that point, most chocolate was made from a variety of uh, cacao called Criollo. But because the beans were easier to grow and they didn't taste as good, um, they were the ones that got shipped around the globe, making another turning point in chocolate history. Today, 90% of the chocolate is Forastero. That's the the bean, the Forastero bean. So Criollo was the early bean, and Forastero beans were easy to grow. They didn't taste as good as the Criollo beans, but they were the ones that got shipped around the globe because they were easier to make and grow and supply. So as chocolate increased prices, the demand, the supply increased... Prices went down and chocolate became increasingly available for the common man. As soon as the common folk got a hold of it, chocolate history really took off. In the early 1800s, Dutch folks got onto that and created the chocolate press, which smashed the beans and expelled the cocoa butter, which is the fat part of it, leaving just the cocoa behind. He also came up with a new way to wash the cocoa in an alkali solution, creating that Dutch cocoa to make it easier to mix with water, right? So that's when the cocoa really became a thing instead of just the paste or the hot chocolate from straight from the beans. So in the 1850s, English people added more cocoa butter rather than hot water to cocoa powder and sugar, and the world's solid chocolate was born. In 1875... Condensed milk was added to solid chocolate, creating a milk chocolate bar. So milk chocolate wasn't around until 1875. Up until that point, it was that rich, dark, kind of badass dark chocolate. Hmm. In 1879, the Swiss invented a machine that rotated and mixed chocolate to a perfectly smooth consistency. So those Swiss chocolate makers really have been internationally and historically known as like some pretty badass chocolate makers. And the reason for that primarily was they invented this machine that would help like smash it and mix it to perfect consistency. Um, And then in 1907, Milton Hershey created his factory that split out, that spit out 33 million chocolate kisses per day. So early 1900s is when Hershey like started to take off. That's the, the one of the biggest, if not the biggest chocolate maker in America. Advertising in world wars kept increasing the popularity of chocolate because soldiers actually got chocolate as part of their rations. Today, 3 billion tons of cacao supplies $35 billion in the chocolate industry. Wow. But chocolate history definitely also has a dark side. Um, they had some slave-like conditions in child labor. Um, unfortunately, child labor still produces much of the world's chocolate today. Gazillions, gazillions of acres of rainforest have been raised to make room for cacao trees. It sucks. So fortunately, though, new trends are starting to spring up. 
you could say chocolate history is returning to its roots. Chocolate connoisseurs are buying more and more fair trade single origin chocolates. This helps ensure better working conditions for farmers and helps preserve higher quality cacao varieties like the original Criollo beans. Higher quality beans are grown in an environment that is very close to natural, thereby helping preserve the rainforests. So chocolate snobs everywhere should be aware of what's going on, help save the forest and the trees, make sure that your chocolate is responsibly sourced, if at all possible. Of course, if you are a hardcore chocolate addict, that may be a little bit more difficult, right? Part of this whole thing today is we want to talk about some of the health benefits and risks associated with the consumption of chocolate. Um, We did this episode on chocolate sort of in honor of Easter because Easter is such a fun holiday and because chocolate is a huge part of the Easter holiday. But many of us think, oh, well, the candy and the chocolate that you're eating at Easter time is one of those bad little naughty things that you have to regret and, and be aware that, you know, you're going to eat it and you, you have to diet and, and look out for ways that you can counteract that delicious chocolate sort of, um, chocolate frenzy during Easter, but there's actually some benefits to eating chocolate. So you don't have to feel guilty about eating it all the time. It has a bad reputation for causing weight gain or acne or many other different things, but there are some significant health benefits that are associated with this delicious treat. Obviously, chocolate use and consumption and creation dates all the way back to Mesoamerica civilizations, Latin America, South America, um, and then the Europeans didn't add it until later as it became a wider and more popular little treat across the world. But what effect does chocolate have on our health? So here's some fast facts about chocolate and some key points. Chocolate consumption has long been associated with diabetes, coronary heart disease, and hypertension, among other conditions. It is also believed to contain high levels of antioxidants. So yes, it's been associated with diabetes, heart disease, and hypertension, but it contains high levels of antioxidants, and studies suggest chocolate could lower cholesterol levels and help prevent memory decline. Chocolate contains large number of calories, though. Again, that's a drawback of eating it. But people who are seeking to lose or maintain weight should eat chocolate only in moderation because of the high calories involved with it. But Chocolate in general receives a lot of bad press because it's high in fat and sugar content, obviously. So the sugar is like the main thing. Um, throughout history, chocolate consumption has been associated with acne, obesity, and high blood pressure, as well as the coronary disease and diabetes that were mentioned above. However, studies are showing that it's not as bad as people may think it is. So the reason for this is because cacao, the key ingredient in chocolate, contains biologically active phenolic compounds. So these could actually have been found to impact aging, and they could help with conditions like oxidative stress, blood pressure regulation, and arthrosclerosis. So chocolate's antioxidant potential may have a range of health benefits. The higher the cacao content, like dark chocolate, the more benefits there are. Dark 
chocolate also contains less fat and sugar. So you want to check the labels on the chocolate and you definitely want to stay away from the milk chocolate or the white chocolate and stick to the dark chocolate if you want to reap the maximum benefits. Obviously, the darker the better uh, because also the darker chocolates also tend to contain less sugar. But eating chocolate has also been found to lower cholesterol levels, prevent cognitive decline, and reduce the risk of cardiovascular problems. Did you know that? Yes. So it's important to note, though, that these came uh, from single studies, and they have to do a lot more research to confirm conclusively that chocolate can really improve people's health, like in a major study. Um, here's some other information. One study published in the Journal of Nutrition suggests that chocolate consumption might help reduce low-density lipoprotein cholesterol levels, also known as the bad cholesterol. So that's interesting. Um, The researchers set out to investigate whether chocolate bars containing plant sterols and chocolate flavonoids had an effect on cholesterol levels. And they found that regular consumption of chocolate bars as part of a low-fat diet, can support cardiovascular health by lowering cholesterol and improving improving blood pressure. Hmm. Interesting, right? So as far as the cognitive fun- function piece, scientists at Harvard have suggested that drinking two cups of hot chocolate a day could help keep the brain healthy and reduce memory decline. Hot chocolate hmm. also helped improve blood flow to parts of the brain where it was needed. Hot chocolate. Can you believe that? So lab experiments published in 2014 indicated that the cocoa extract called Lavando might reduce or prevent damage to nerve pathways found in patients with Alzheimer's. This could also help slow symptoms of cognitive decline. I'm going to drink me some hot chocolate. Right. As far as the heart (laughs) disease is considered, um, scientists are suggesting that consuming chocolate could help uh, lower the risk of developing heart disease by up to a third. So the authors concluded that higher levels of chocolate consumption could be linked to a lower risk of cardiometabolic disorders. Obviously, they have not replicated this in huge or large significant studies. So more studies are probably going to need to be conducted and probably are undergoing those studies. They're probably doing those studies right now. Stroke. So Canadian scientists in a study involving 44,000 individuals found that people who ate one serving of chocolate were 22% less likely to experience a stroke than those who did not. So wow, chocolate consumption may help reduce the stroke risk. Hmm. Those who had two ounces of chocolate a week were 46% less likely to die from a stroke. I'm going to have me some chocolate. Wow. Um, It can also impact fetal growth and development. Evidently, according to scientists, eating 30 grams, that's about one ounce of chocolate every day during pregnancy, might benefit fetal growth and development. This was according to a study presented in the 2016 pregnancy meeting of the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia. So this was a legit study they did on fetal growth and development, which is interesting, especially when you consider that... You're supposed to be watching your caffeine intake when you're pregnant, and chocolate has caffeine in it, but evidently it's not to the same level as you would with a cup of coffee. It's such a small amount. Yeah. So another interesting sort of impact of eating chocolate is it could improve athletic performance. 
So the reason for this is that a little bit of dark chocolate can boost oxygen availability during fitness training. Researchers studied cyclists in the United Kingdom and found that after eating dark chocolate, the riders used less oxygen when cycling at a moderate pace and also covered more distance in a two-minute flat-out time trial. They believe that the success of dark chocolate in this case is that it contains flavonols known as epic, I'm not going to say that, that it contains flavonols, which enhance the release of nitric oxide in the body. Beetroot juice has a similar effect. So if you don't want to eat the chocolate, maybe you try the beetroot juice for similar impact. So I know that we've kind of, we were a little chatting a little bit earlier about light versus dark chocolate and that most people feel like the dark chocolate has more health benefits, but manufacturers of light and milk chocolate are now claiming that their product is better for health because it contains milk, which can help provide protein and calcium. Um, The dark chocolate folks say, oh no, ours is better because we have higher iron content and levels of antioxidant in our products than we have in the milk chocolate. So... There's positives and negatives on both sides. Risks and precautions to eating that chocolate. I know we spoke earlier, it's been sort of this thing that was associated with acne and weight gain and a bunch of other things. So you want to be careful about your consumption of the chocolate. Some studies suggest that chocolate consumption is linked to lower body mass index and a central body fat. However... Chocolate can have a high calorie count due to its sugar and fat content. So if you're trying to lose weight, you should probably limit your chocolate consumption and check the label of your products to make sure you're eating as little sugar as possible. That sugar content can also contribute to tooth decay. There are um, chocolate bars that are sweetened by stevia. Yes, that is an alternative. Um Interestingly enough, uh, chocolate can also increase your migraine risk. So folks that are migraine sufferers should watch their chocolate consumption. Um, It has tyramine, histamine, and phentylene. It has some components in it that can increase your risk of migraines. So the research on this is a little bit mixed Some studies say it increases it, some studies say it has no impact, and some say that it has sort of decreases that risk. So the caffeine. Pay attention to yeah, pay attention to what you're eating. And if you notice that you're having more migraines when you're eating that chocolate, then obviously you want to avoid the chocolate. Bone health is something that folks also um, have been checking out when it comes to chocolate. Some Studies suggest that poor bone structure and osteoporosis can result from chocolate consumption. Um, studies found that older women who consume ch- who consume chocolate every day had lower bone density and strength. So, if yes. you are an older gal with bone density issues, you probably want to avoid chocolate. Another issue, and the last one of these in the risk category is heavy metals. Some cocoa powders, chocolate bars, and cocoa nibs can contain high levels of cadmium and lead. These are toxic to the kidneys, bones, and other body tissues. So just be really careful about what you're eating. You want to be careful. That's all I can say. That's like that with everything. So obviously chocolate can have both benefits and risks. Just moderation is the key. So 
there's some delicious facts about chocolate that you may not know. So the English chocolate company Cadbury made the first chocolate bar in 1842. First chocolate Thank bar you, in the world. Cadbury. Right? <laughs> in the film Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock used Bosco chocolate syrup for blood in the famous shower scene. So if you've ever seen that movie Psycho, the blood in the shower scene is not <laughs> what you would think. It's chocolate syrup. What? How does that because it was a black and white film, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. That could, they could get away with that. Right? So although cacao originated in Central and South America more than 4,000 years ago, 70% of the current world's cacao growth is in Africa now. So 40% of the world's supply is grown in a single region in Africa, which is interesting. Um, Champagne and sparkling wine are too acidic to go well with dark chocolate. Red wine typically complements chocolate the best. Do you ever have red wine and chocolate? I can't drink red wine because of the tannin, but um, if I could, it it would be nice. They really go well together, especially like a nice, rich Cabernet. It goes wonderfully with chocolate. It's something that I've always enjoyed. I don't do it very often because I don't like the way the tannins make me feel either as far as hangovers are concerned. But every once in a while, on a special occasion, I will have a glass of red wine with some chocolate, and it is so good. I immediately get a headache after drinking red wine. Many people have allergies to the tannins in it, so it's not unusual. Um, Hershey's produces over 70 million chocolate kisses every single day. Chocolate kisses are really not that great. I don't enjoy them. I never have. They were first introduced in 1907, but, you know, whatever. They're not that great. They should get rid of them. Uh, reports predict predict that the global chocolate market will grow to 98.3 billion in the following years and perhaps quite a bit more than that. It just depends. People seem to be enjoying that chocolate more and more as the years go by. Did you know that cacao trees can live to be 200 years old, but they produce... They only produce marketable cocoa beans or cacao beans for about 25 years. What? So a quarter of a century, but they can live to be two centuries old. That's crazy. So another interesting thing is nearly all cacao trees grow within 20 degrees of the equator and 75% grow within eight degrees of either side of it. Cacao trees grow in three main regions, West Africa, West Africa, South and Central America, and Southeastern Asia and Oceania. So there are some very specific regions that those plants grow in, interestingly enough. They like those warmer climates, huh? They do. Um, Each cacao tree can produce approximately 2,500 beans. It takes a cacao tree four to five years to produce its first beans. So you've got to have that bad boy in your yard for quite a while before it's going to give you some beans on that one. And it's not going to probably grow in many categories. Most fruit trees too. It's two to three years before they bear fruit. So that makes sense. So interestingly enough, it takes approximately 400 cacao beans to make one pound of chocolate. Whoa. 400 beans makes one pound of chocolate. So chocolate has evolved into a massive industry, as we well know. Between 40 and 50 million people depend on cacao for their livelihood. 
That means that over 3.8 million tons of cacao beans are produced per year. So this is a pretty significant um, part of the job sources in many countries, which is interesting. Chocolate has traditionally been associated with magical, medicinal, and mythical properties. In fact, in Latin, cacao trees are called thembora cacao, or food of the gods. So there's like some significant like background when it comes to like calling chocolate this amazing magical sort of thing. It's long been believed to be that. Chocolate became one of the earliest American exports when in the early 16th centuries both Columbus and Cortez brought cacao beans back to Spain. Today, the FDA is debating a proposal to allow candy makers to substitute vegetable oil for the traditional cacao butter. Gross. Why would you do that? That sounds disgusting. Eh. Is, it, is it just because they're... Because um, it's the cheaper. Qua- the- it's cheaper. Vegetable oil is cheaper than cacao butter. Well, yeah. That makes and sense. That's the only reason. It's not because it's better. It's not because it's more convenient. It's because it's cheaper. Um, Dark chocolate versus white chocolate or milk chocolate. Dark chocolate clearly has been shown to be more beneficial, while other varieties are not. Chocolate liqueur should be the first ingredient listed, not sugar. Cacao or chocolate liqueur. So when you're looking at those chocolate bars, look for chocolate liqueur or cacao as the first listed ingredient, not sugar. If it says sugar, then you want to avoid that one because it's not going to be as helpful as some of the other brands or products. Once reserved for the elite, chocolate became available to everyone due to technological advances in the Industrial Revolution. So you can thank the Industrial Revolution for bringing chocolate to the masses. Thank you, Industrial Revolution. But on the other flip side of that coin, thousands of people were used as slaves to produce cacao. And I think it really has a lot of child labor and people that are really not being paid at a reasonable rate around the world so it's not as great as we would think um quakers like george cadbury so the cadbury folks the cadbury chocolate he was a quaker but he amassed a great fortune producing drinking chocolate as an alternative to alcohol so essentially this george cadbury the quaker was like let's all be good folks Chocolate can tempt people away from alcohol, so drink chocolate, not alcohol. Was that during the time when um, alcohol was illegal? It was not during Prohibition. It was much earlier than that. But there have been teetotalers, or people that are against alcohol, for many hundreds of years. There have been several movements of folks that are like, hey, let's stay away from alcohol because it's bad, and it creates a lot of social problems and crime. So it's not a new thing to, to think of alcohol in that way. Um, interestingly enough, researchers have found no link between acne and chocolate. So if you're part of that group of folks, like when I was growing up, where they said, oh, you eat too much chocolate, that's why you have zits, there's no link. German researchers actually suggest that chocolate um, can help prevent and increase blood flow to the skin or excuse me, chocolate can help protect and increase blood flow to the skin, ultimately improving its appearance. Um, especially if you have acne. So I don't think there's any link for either one. Um, 
there's probably other stuff going on with respect to acne creation and things that are causing that. Um, research actually suggests that dark chocolate boosts memory, attention span, reaction time, and problem-solving skills because it increases blood flow to the brain. It can actually improve the ability to see in low-contrast situations like poor weather and promote lower blood pressure, which has positive effects on cholesterol levels, platelet function, and insulin sensitivity. So a little bit of chocolate in your diet has lots of good, good impacts, right? Yeah, I eat chocolate every day. Hell yeah, yeah. Hell to the yeah, and we're not talking like the gross chocolate. No, good chocolate. The good stuff. So get this. People who feel depressed eat about 55% more chocolate than non-depressed people. That makes sense. Right? They're self-medicating. It's because when you eat the chocolate, it creates that euphoria. It makes you all happy. Um, The Catholic Church once associated chocolate with heretical behavior, including blasphemy, extortion, witchcraft, seduction, and being an observant Jew. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And also being an observant Jew. (laughs) Crazy. So chocolate does not necessarily have the best history The Nazis sometimes used chocolate to lure Jews into cattle cars that were destined for concentration camps. Oh, that's messed up. So the fucking Germans, like, gotta fuck up chocolate for everyone. It also says (laughs) that they designed an exploding chocolate-covered bomb designed to blow up seven seconds after a piece was broken off. So, like, they covered it in chocolate, it was a legit bomb, and as soon as you broke a fucking piece off, it would blow up within seven seconds. Fuck those Germans, Nazi idiots. Fucking things up for everyone. mean. It's just not nice. No. No. Bye. In Switzerland, they eat about 22 pounds per person each year. That is followed by Australia and Ireland with about 20 pounds per person And the United States comes in 11th place at about 12 pounds of chocolate eaten by each person each year. 12 pounds of chocolate each year? Right. I I think I eat like 12 pounds a day. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. It's entirely possible. Um, Speaking of health studies about chocolate, um, one small study in Indiana University saw cyclists who drank chocolate milk after a workout had less fatigue and scored higher on endurance tests than those who had sports drinks. So if you're thinking about recovery after that intense workout, maybe you should consider chocolate milk. Oh my gosh. There's a guy that I, he's, there's this guy that I work out with. He's like six in his sixties. He is amazingly fit and he says he drinks chocolate milk and i'm like what right the hell? that's crazy and he does not look 60 like he well, looks amazing for his age saying, and he's do- and he's doing shit. like marathons and crazy like he's a strong ass dude so the largest and oldest chocolate company in the u.s is hershey's and we all probably knew that they produce over right. one billion pounds of chocolate annually I don't know about you, but Hershey's chocolate, I don't think is that great. I don't enjoy it. It's very, like, sugary, sweet. Waxy. Yeah. It, it's The texture is waxy. Not delicious. Um, no. 50% of adults in America prefer chocolate to any other flavor. 
So half the people out there, when provided like, hey, do you like strawberry, chocolate, vanilla? They'll say chocolate. 50%. I like. I agree. I'm on that. I'm on board with that. So, hey, how much chocolate is there in white chocolate? Zero. Uh There are actually (laughs) zero cacao solids in white chocolate. What the fuck is white chocolate made out of if there's no chocolate in it? Why do they even call it chocolate? It's like sugar and sugar. Crazy. Um, Owning sugar and like milk and stuff. Owning to the nature of cacao butter, chocolate is the only edible substance that melts at around 93 degrees Fahrenheit, just below body temperature. This means that after placing a piece of chocolate on your tongue, it will immediately begin to melt. So that is amazing. Another interesting little factoid here is the cacao bean naturally contains almost 300 different flavors and 400 separate aromas. So how many people can actually pick up 300 different flavors and 400 different aromas? That shit's crazy. Well, I suppose it depends. In ancient Mayan civilizations, humans were often sacrificed to guarantee a good cacao harvest. First, the prisoner was forced to drink a cup of chocolate, which sometimes was spiked with blood because the Maya believed it would convert the victim's heart into a cacao pod. That's some crazy shit. That's fucking crazy. So, cacao has been around for millions of years and is probably one of the oldest of nature's foods. Montezuma II was the ninth emperor of the Aztecs and one of the most wealthy and powerful men in the world. He was also known as the Chocolate King. At the height of his power, he had a stash of nearly a billion cacao beans. He was like, make this shit happen. Chocolate is the best. (laughs) The first machine-made chocolate was produced in Barcelona, Spain in 1780. According to Italian researchers, women who eat chocolate regularly have a better sex life than those who do not. They also had higher levels of desire, arousal, and satisfaction from sex. Nice. Right? You want to have better sex? Want to have more fulfilling sex? Eat that fucking chocolate. Eat chocolate while you're having sex. That's even better. So on that along those same lines, Louis the, I think it's the 15th, had many mistresses. Madame de Pompadour became a famous chocolate addict and used it as a treatment for her sexual dysfunctions. The Marquise de Sade, possibly the world's first sexologist, also was hooked on chocolate. So it's a real thing. One chocolate chip can give a person enough energy to walk 150 feet. So here's an interesting little factoid about Hershey's. A Hershey's bar was dug up after 60 years from Admiral Richard Byrd's catch at the South Pole. Having been frozen all those years, it was still edible. What? So that fucking chocolate bar was frozen. They unthought it or thought it out or whatever, however you want to say that, and ate that shit. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, if you're really hungry. Um, chocolate was also included in World War II soldiers' rations. According to Army specs, it was designed to taste just a little better than a boiled potato. So soldiers would not eat it too quickly. So the chocolate back then was probably not quite as delicious as it is now, but it was considered nutritional. Sounds disgusting. 
little better than a boiled potato. No biggie. Right? So chocolate <laughs> melting in a person's mouth can cause a more intense and longer lasting buzz than kissing. So you want that buzz? You don't want to have to kiss that weird dude? Just have chocolate instead. It'll give you a crazy long lasting and intense buzz. So take your chocolate with you to the bar and when a guy hits on you and tries to kiss you be like no i'm gonna have me some chocolate chocolate instead um (laughs) hershey's kisses believe it or not were first introduced in 1907 i think we talked about that earlier but they were originally shaped like a square so it wasn't until 1921 that they had that kind of interesting little almost triangular conical shape so they were squares hershey's kisses were squares at first that's weird to think of Hershey Kisses as a square. And the, I mean, we've just always known that they've been, you know, yeah, that sh- yeah. shape. The last and final factoid for the folks out there. How many pounds of chocolate do you think is a lethal dose? Guess. Oh, geez. Like 12 pounds? Nope. A lethal dose of chocolate for humans is about 22 pounds. That's 40 Hershey bars. So death by chocolate, not as easy as you might think. You got to eat a shit ton of chocolate to get that crazy um, reaction and to die from chocolate consumption. But that is all for the day. We are going to wrap this bad boy up. This is the point where we say goodbye, so long, farewell. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Happy Easter, folks. We wish you all, you and your families, friends, whoever you're with, a wonderfully happy Easter. Eat something good. Maybe have a little bit of chocolate, but in moderation, folks. Questions, comments, or suggestions, please send us an email. We're at hypoalmo at gmail.com. We are hypoalmopodcast at gmail.com. We'll put the email address in our show notes. You can also check out our sister podcast. That's the BFD podcast or Bizarre and Fascinating Details podcast. We have some cool stuff on there. If you would like to keep um, track of us or keep tabs or follow us on social media, we would love that as well. Our social media is Twitter at hypoalmo and Insta is podcast.addict. You can come check out our pictures of lots of cool stuff that we post onto those um, and chat with us. We'd be more than happy to, to talk to you guys. Please join us again next week when we talk more about strange medical news, conditions, treatments, and all things medical. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay healthy, keep it real, and always live your best life. Bye. Bye.